Bears hiring of a new offensive coordinator mean for Justin Fields? What are the Eagles going to do at that same spot? And do we think the Texans are looking for a new running back? It's time to break down the latest NFL news and notes from a fantasy perspective as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Maju, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, Michelle, we do have a good show planned for you guys today. We're going to look at the latest news and notes. We're going to do this periodically throughout the offseason to keep you abreast of the latest information that you need to know that's going to affect fantasy football. So we'll be with you year round. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network. We're here to make you the smartest fantasy football player in your league. Seasonal, DFS, year round, off season, we have you covered. We've got you here today to look at some of the key changes. There's a lot of offensive coordinator vacancies, changes all around the league. Some still very vacant, some head coaching jobs still vacant, but we will uh, get to the ones that are the most interesting that we know of right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL to use the code all lowercase LockedOnNFL for first deposit match up to $100. We'll have our Price Picks of the week. We'll do it a little bit differently. We'll give you one set for the Chiefs. Ravens game. We'll give you one for the Lions 49ers game. We'll do that in our final two shows of the week. Michelle, let's dive into the biggest news that we have for an OC. Shane Waldron was uh, let go with that Seahawks coaching staff when Pete Carroll was fired. Luke Getze was let go in Chicago, so Waldron ends up in Chicago. What does this mean for Justin Fields potentially keeping him, Michelle? Yeah, it's interesting because Waldron, his background is really in the passing game, right? So even before being the Seahawks offensive coordinator over the last three years, he was the tight end coach, the passing game coordinator, quarterback coach with the Rams prior to joining the Seahawks. I was all with, so he's now coach Jared Goff and Geno Smith with one year mm-hmm. of Russell Wilson in there. But uh, Geno Smith and Jared Goff are very different from Justin Fields. So I don't know if that that means they're planning on going with the quarterback with the number one overall pick. I, I like this hire. I think it's a good way for the Bears to go. I think Shane Waldron's a talented offensive coordinator, and he he did as much as he could with Geno Smith, right? I think we were all shocked with what he could do. So I like the hire for the Bears. I just don't know if this is a good fit for Fields and if this means this is just another key keying on that they're going to move on from him. Yeah, because you look at the guys in the draft, Caleb Williams is very similar to Justin Fields. He's going to be a dual threat. I think Drake May has some athleticism as well. I think Williams would be obviously the pick. I think he's going to separate himself from these other quarterbacks as we go into the process because of that upside. He just has more upside than the other quarterbacks that could go in the first round. So it really comes down to, okay, so you have two mobile quarterbacks. Do the Bears want to go to a rookie contract and go to Williams? Do they want to kind of continue to develop Fields? I think I would look at doing a couple things, maybe trading out of that pick and uh, going down and try to stockpile some more offensive guys for fields or dress the defense a little bit. 
or just look at how are we going to make fields better, right? If they stay at number one, they could get Marvin Harrison Jr. That wouldn't be bad with DJ Moore bringing him in with this offense, with Waldron. I mean, we know what he did with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Jackson Smith the Jigba. The Rams also had some guys, of course, with Cooper Cup and at that time, Robert Woods. So they can make two receivers work here. So something to look at. I think there's a lot of question marks here going forward. I think they could really go either way with Justin Fields uh, based on some of the offseason noise we've heard from Chicago. Now, the Eagles didn't really work out <laughs> replacing Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. They had to say goodbye to their defensive coordinator. They're looking for a new one. They also dismissed Brian Johnson as the offense coordinator. He could not live up to Steichen. We talked about it, Michelle, right? Steichen had a great effect on Justin Herbert. He had a great effect on Jalen Hurts. He goes to Indianapolis, makes uh, Anthony Richardson look good early. So, I don't know. This is a tough act to follow here. What I think we want from this next offense coordinator, and the one thing I would say is I don't think they're going to be as reliant on running Jalen Hurts, right? They got to get the passing game back on track here. This is what kind of hurt them when Devonta Smith or A.J. Brown or Dallas Scott was hurt, right? It wasn't that dangerous of a passing game. So they got to get some more weapons in there. They got to protect Hurts. He cannot continue to sustain these hits right over yeah. and over again. So I think they're going to be looking for someone. Uh, and Michelle, you have uh, maybe a guy that you'd like to see there that you've heard about. Yeah. So they're interviewing Cliff Kingsbury. So ex Cardinals head coach. I know he failed as a head coach, but I wouldn't mind him for an offense coordinator job with the Eagles. I will say I'm happy they're moving on from Brian Johnson. Like everything in that offense seems so hard this year yeah, after was- seeming so easy the year prior, it just felt so much harder. And I don't, like, I don't think Jalen Hurts looked worse. I really don't. Like, he still looked like Jalen Hurts. It was just the plays were much harder to be made. They weren't there. They weren't as open. So they – and, yeah, they have to bring in other weapons. But that's, at the same time, they do have two amazing wide receivers to work with if A.J. Brown does stay there. So I, I think Kingsbury coming in would be a really nice hire for them. A, like, so he had four years with the Cardinals, right? One of those years was uh, Kyler Murray as a rookie. So it takes some time to get going. And then 2022 was the year where DeAndre Hopkins has a six-game suspension, and then you have Kyler Murray tearing his ACL. So just looking at 2020 and 2021, those are really great years for that offense. They average over 26 points per game, over 380 total yards per game during that span, six in total yards per game, eighth in points per game in the NFL. Like I think Kingsbury could be a really nice play caller, open some things up for Jalen Hurts, you can see a lot of similarities between Hertz and Murray as well in their playing style. So I, I would like this fit. I think it would be really good for this offense. Yeah. And look, you have to start spraying the field looking at the pass game because Jason Kelsey is not going to be there for your uh, shoves anymore. So you need to think about that, that you're not as strong on the inside with your offensive line. Lane Johnson is also getting old at right tackle. So yeah, this offensive line is going to have to rebuild again. So something to look at, and I think spreading the field a little bit, taking a little pressure off those blockers, maybe using a few more two tight end sets where Dallas Goddard is in there, that would also help this team. So a lot of things to look at from the Eagles' perspective. So a lot of things that, that we talked about. A.J. Brown, interesting, we dropped that nugget of a potential trade. Could he be traded again? I don't think they'll do it. I, I think they need him. I mean, I don't know why you would have made that trade for him if you're not looking for – his upside in the passing game. I get it. You could get on with Devonta Smith and tap into this draft class that has a lot of good wide receivers. You could do that, right? But 
I think the problem is they need more depth at wide receiver. They don't need to cut away from this. They need a third guy to step up. It's not going to be like Quez Watkins. You need somebody legit there to use for spreading the field and going 11 personnel. So that's something we're definitely going to be looking at as well. So A.J. Brown, though, very intriguing if he would be out there (laughs) for a number of teams to really upgrade. So we'll watch that carefully as well. Yeah, I hope AJ Brown stays there. They got to figure out whatever's going on in that locker room. Maybe they were just upset with the offensive play calling and, you know, moving on from Brian Johnson. Maybe that fixes everything, right? We shall see. It'll be fun to keep an eye on the Eagles this offseason. D'Amico Ryans made a a pretty bold claim about his running game for the Texans and wanting to upgrade that. We're going to get into that discussion right after we hear from one of our sponsors. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. All you have to do is pick more or less uh, on two to six players, stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks adds a ton of excitement to the sports viewing experience. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else. Vinny and I will go through our favorite prize picks, picks of the week during our Thursday and Friday shows this week. But if you want to get in on the action early, make sure you don't miss out on their current special on Christian McCaffrey. All he has to do is have more than 0.5 rushing yards. So one rushing yard. Basically, you get one of your picks for free, a free spot. To get this pick in, all you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit matched up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. So D'Amico Ryans was, you know, asked about what he thought about making improvements this season. And straight off the bat, he said the running game will be significant for us to improve upon. And he said they couldn't, what they needed to do in the postseason was have a good running game and they didn't have one. So he pretty much is calling out the guys they had there. They didn't get their job done. And it's not just the running backs, right? Maybe he's talking about the offensive line as well. But it does seem like, uh, Damian Pierce is not the guy and Devin Singletary is a free agent. And it seems like he's going to put a heavy focus on getting a good running back in this backfield. Do you think this is the team? The Texans are the team that will be going after a guy like Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I would definitely watch for that. Right. I mean, they have some money to spend and they have to also consider this draft class, not nearly as good. There are no Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs that you're going to get in the first round. The best guy that I have, uh, I have near 50 on the board. It's Jonathan Brooks out of Texas. He's a pretty good runner and get yet another good back out of Texas following Bijan and Roshan Johnson. But then you get to Braylon Allen of Wisconsin and then just a bunch of uh, question marks, right? There are no like legitimate workhorse type backs that you would bang the table for. So that's going to help some of these guys. We talked about Barkley and Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs not having the best seasons. Now, would they go and get Derrick Henry? That's something they could think about as well, like to steal from their own division and to say, we want a hammer. We're going to open up the passing game. We're going to run Derrick Henry down your throat in the red zone. So I don't know. There's ways you could go here. I don't think they'll bring back Singletary. I think Bob Slowick has kind of just mentioned this about Damian Pierce before. So this is kind of following that, right? That's why they made the pivot to Singletary. Pierce also has had some 
trouble staying healthy, right? And Singletary has as well in his past with the Bills. So I think they're going to be in the market. Let's see. I think legitimately, I think Josh Jacobs might be the best fit here because he can do a little bit of everything here. Saquon is just too kind of inconsistent, and I, I don't wouldn't want him in there, right? He would be kind of whining if he didn't get the ball, and they were throwing Tank Dell and Nico Collins, where I think you can bring in Jacobs, and he'd be a little bit more of a team player, and also help them in the passing game of the backfield. So something to watch there. Tony Pollard, I don't think, is a great fit at all, but no. we'll see how it plays out. But I definitely think the Texans watch them for spending some money, because someone is going to sign these running backs. Someone has to do it here in free agency. Now, Let's uh, go to another headline. Now, Brandon Bean, we talked about Stefan Diggs, and we talked about the Bills with their fallout from losing the divisional playoffs. Gabe Davis is a free agent. Trent Sherfield, for whatever that's worth, is a free agent. So they need to get some help here. at receiver for Khalil Shakir, Dalton Kincaid. So they still like him as a number one. I'm not totally buying this, Michelle. I mean, you have to look at the future. He costs them a lot of money. They're in a... Very tight money space. He's 31 coming up here soon. So I think they legitimately have to go after number one. Again, they're not going to get a free agency. They can't spend the money. But number one, potentially in the draft in a deep class. Yeah, I think they have to look for a new number one in the class. That will eventually take over Stefan Diggs, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you still need to add a veteran here to help him out because this is what Brandon Bean said. He said he's a number one receiver. I firmly believe that. I'm not wavering off of that. We have to continue to put weapons out there to keep teams from bracketing him or locking him down in different ways. And I agree with that. I think we saw that after the first half of the season. Defenses were like, okay, well, the only guy we really have to focus on here is Stephon Diggs. And then this yeah. is going to mess up the Bills' offense. And we saw his yards per reception go down greatly. I mean, he could not, there was no him getting open on the field. It was all short because teams were bracketing him and focusing on, in on him. They have to add someone else. And it's unfortunate they don't have a lot of money, but they need to add a, at least a couple guys here that more reliable than Gabe Davis. Like, and this is, this is not a guy that's more reliable than Gabe Davis, but someone with speed, maybe like DJ Chark, maybe you add in someone more reliable, like a Kendrick Bourne. Um, but a couple of these guys here, maybe even Curtis Samuel, he's getting up there in age too as well. Actually, I think I always think he's older than he really is. Yeah. I don't know his age, but I always assume Curtis Samuel has been in the league forever, but I actually think he's not as old as we uh, think he is. Yeah. Curtis Samuel could be a nice little safety option for him as well. They need to add speed though on the outside. Like I said, DJ Turk would be a nice option if he could ever stay healthy, um, but they got to move on from just Gabe Davis. Yeah, I mean, another name I would throw out that would be great with Josh Allen, if he can ever stay healthy and stretch the field like he did, was Marquise Brown and see if they can get yeah. a deal with him, right? Mike Evans, you're probably not going to get the discount either with the Michael Pittman or T. Higgins, right? But you might get a discount there with Marquise Brown because he's a guy that has not lived up to expectations. I mean, he didn't work out with his college quarterback in a pretty good offense. So he might be out there. He's a field stretcher, but, you know, he's inconsistent too, like Gabe Davis. He's a little bit smaller. He maybe can do a little bit more in the middle of the field as well, and it has a little bit more quickness. So maybe a little bit more complete receiver, whether he has size or is a little bit smaller than Gabe Davis. That's what they need because – you got to have someone who can run routes, get open, and catch the ball. And Gabe Davis sometimes would disappear. So I, I don't think there's any way they're going to bring him back. Now, speaking of free agent wide receivers, uh, Sauce Gardner has been lobbying for the Jets to improve their passing game. That was rough, right? I mean, 
Aaron Rodgers made them go get Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Those guys did not work out at all. And Corey Davis uh, said goodbye to the NFL. So then you were basically stuck with Garrett Wilson and the same thing on the island trying to get open, right? And that was tough. So it's very much like Stefan Diggs, except in a younger package. He needs help. Now, Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins have been mentioned. I also think T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd could be in play for the Titans with Brian Callahan there. But what do you think here? Do the Jets really need to do this and add another receiver for Aaron Rodgers if they'll let him add a receiver that didn't play with him before? <laughs> you know, I don't think this is their biggest need, right? So yeah. You do have Garrett Wilson. It can't be only him for sure, but you can add other names or go through the draft. Like it doesn't have to be another huge name that you're going to have to pay up for. And really, that offensive line needs to be the main focus this year, yeah. right? The Jets need to upgrade the offensive line no matter what they have to do. Spend all that money there. Spend your draft picks. Like, figure it out. And then really what it comes down to is Aaron Rodgers healthy next year. Yeah. If he can, It's the quarterback. I mean, if they can find a quarterback that is good, that can stay healthy, like Aaron Rodgers, then they're going to be fine. And Garrett Wilson's plenty good enough. We already know this to be a true wide receiver one. And yes, they need other options there. Can't just be Garrett Wilson. But again, like I don't think Calvin Ridley would be a great fit here. And really, why would T. Higgins want to sign with the Jets? A, again, he'd be the wide receiver too. And that's probably not what he wants again. And then you have Aaron Rodgers, who's maybe on his last season. And then what like the Jets are have been a disaster at quarterback. Why would you want to go there? So I just can't imagine T. Higgins wanting to sign there. Yeah, I could see Ridley, Calvin Ridley being there a little bit more just because I don't know how hot the Jaguars are on him because he didn't do a lot of things. And maybe he's better, right, as a number two, as we saw. If you have someone yeah. else lining up on the other side, he needed like Zay Jones to be out there to have someone to take some pressure off him. He didn't do well playing the X and Z at the same time, right? He couldn't do that. Where Wilson, you can line him up anywhere. It doesn't matter, right? You can just compliment him with Ridley. But another thing that I actually have out in sporting news latest mock draft i've actually been on this pick for a while is brock bowers i think they could use a tight end and there's some other options as well in free agency Dalton schultz hunter henry those type of players are out there that are unsigned so i think they need a tight end i mean tyler conklin no offense to him but okay offense to him he's not all that good he's kind of a plotter he's okay and he's okay if you he's your second tight end right but i think a legitimate tight end with aaron Rodgers would be big so Watch out for Brock Bowers because there's a chance Mackay Becton could be back. He actually was decent. He <laughs> was on the field for a lot of uh, last year. So they could sack their offensive line later in the draft, but I would not be surprised at all if uh, they went tight end with Bowers and just got a playmaker for Aaron Rodgers. So a lot of things to watch. Definitely a Jets offseason that's going to be even more interesting than last year, and they got Rodgers last year. So we'll explore – more of the Jets definitely all throughout the offseason. We'll take a look at uh, Kirk Cousins in this pending free agency and then a couple other available quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield, in our final segment. Before we do that, we got to hear from another one of our fine sponsors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy in the NFLs? What also keeps your ride or die alive? eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to find your car into MVP form and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive and well at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available with U.S. customers. All right, Michelle, it is that time to close the show. And yeah, this is a good chance for us to kind of recalibrate as we go throughout the offseason. We'll be on these stories all the time. Well, one of the big free agents, I have him at number two on the list behind Chris Jones so that I'll have out for Sporting News, Kirk Cousins. I mean, this guy can still heave it. He's coming off a torn Achilles, just like Aaron Rodgers. But, man, he's had back-to-back really strong seasons. There are a lot of teams that need a quarterback. They're all not going to get him in the draft. So where do we want to see Kirk Cousins? He said that he could be interested in playing for Bill Belichick. I know there's been a lot of talk about him and Kyle Shanahan in the past. That hasn't quite ever worked out, that reunion. But Bill Belichick and Cousins, what do you think if Belichick ends up in Atlanta? Yeah, I don't love Kirk Cousins with Atlanta, uh, personally. I would rather – I'd rather him stay with the Vikings or go to the Raiders. Um, I think that would be a nice fit for him. I, I just can't I just can't see Kirk Cousins with Atlanta or with Bill Belichick. Like I really don't see those two <laughs> together. But will you say like are you worried about the Achilles injury at all? Or do you think if a team lands him other than the Vikings, they are getting the Kirk Cousins we have seen over the last few years, which has been a really, really solid quarterback. Yeah, you look at the Vikings, it is a good spot for him, right? I mean, that's why they brought in Jordan Addison to play off Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. You've got three established weapons there on top of his big arm. Now, they'll probably use K.J. Osborne in free agency, but that also gives them an opportunity to upgrade there, right? Get that slot corrected if they like Addison more on the outside with Jefferson. So get that legitimate slot guy to compliment Hawkinson and these guys. And Hawkinson, of course, coming off an injury as well. So some concern there. But when you look at it, yeah, Kirk Cousins probably was headed to a big fantasy season had he stayed healthy and really if Jefferson had stayed healthy. So if everything is what we expected, it would have been a big, big year, I think, for the Vikings passing game. So I don't know. I don't know if he's going to have it better anywhere else. I do think Atlanta, however, he would maybe make us feel a lot better about Drake London and Kyle Pitts all of a sudden, right, if they had a legit quarterback because of what he's done with Jefferson and Hawkinson. So there's something to consider there. But you're right, Bill Belichick, it just makes you cringe a little bit about attaching any quarterback not named Tom Brady at this point yeah. to Bill Belichick based on the offensive track record. But the one good thing about Atlanta, right, the piece is already there. He doesn't have to go try to get these guys, London Pitts, Bijan Robinson, these guys can play. But I'll ask, though, change. what about Justin Jefferson? Because Jefferson, prior to the season, said – he wants to wait to sign an extension with the Vikings to see if Kirk Cousins is still there because he only wants to play with Kirk Cousins. So does this make the Vikings need to re-sign Kirk Cousins or do you think Jefferson's just bluffing and just stay there and sign with the Vikings? Or does he refuse to sign an extension and then try to file Cousins, whether he asks for a trade this year or tries to get out in the next couple of years or something like that? 
Well, the thing is, you can't really follow Cousins. He's getting older. Like, he's not going to be around for much longer. Like, the fade is going to happen at some point, right? I mean, you just had a major injury. Like, Justin Jefferson cannot – he's going <laughs> to be out of the league in three years <laughs> if he wants to follow Kirk Cousins. So, I don't think that's a legitimate ask here. I think he would be excited on board if he could have some input maybe with Kevin O'Connell, I think they should give him some input, right? Is this quarterback kind of fit what you want to do, whether it's Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, I think Jaden Daniels anywhere would be exciting. So a lot of things to consider there with the Vikings. And look, they'll be right in that wheelhouse for one of those top three, four, five quarterbacks there. So a lot of uh, decisions need to be made here in Minnesota. But Kirk Cousins, the biggest thing is, is the price tag going to be somewhat sustainable here and i think the biggest thing is can they get him on a short-term deal right he's made a ton of money so you think he might be okay playing for like one year 30 million or something right maybe so just to stay in this offense a lot of things we want to look at there now one guy that's on the trading block you have to assume because sean payton didn't like him and benched him at the end of the season russell wilson and we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be hard to trade him with that contract. And then Baker Mayfield, he's out there. Free agency. If the Bucks pass or don't give him exactly what he's looking for in terms of a big raise, he could be out there again. And Mayfield is used to bouncing around. So what do you feel like? Uh, let's start with Wilson. Who do you think is a good candidate to trade for him? Do you think the Broncos will be able to trade him? Man. I don't know if anyone will trade for him. I don't, I haven't looked at the exact contract, so I don't know what would happen if like, the Broncos might have to give someone draft picks to take on yeah. Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. That might be the way they have to go if they want to get out of this Russell Wilson contract, if they even can. But clearly, they think there is a way to get out, right? They benched yeah. him. Uh, so they wouldn't have benched him if there was no way to get out. If they didn't plan to try to move on from him. I will say, I do think Russell Wilson's getting a, a lot of hate comp- like, it's funny to compare. I love Baker Mayfield. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I love me some Baker Mayfield. But when you compare their stats this year, they're nearly identical efficiency-wise, like, all the way across the board. And yeah. Baker Mayfield is, like, comeback player of the year. Everyone everyone thinks he's going to resign with the Bucks or get a nice solid contract somewhere else. And Russell Wilson is, like, garbage to people right now, right? Like, nobody, everyone's just hating on him. I will say it's because of the expectations. And Russell Wilson's making so much more money than Baker. So I understand that. Uh, but really, if you're going to say, well, Baker can be good on another team, then you should be saying that about Russell because literally their stats across the board are exactly the same or Russell Wilson is better in some categories. But I, I think maybe for Baker, it's really Tampa Bay or bust for me. I think Mike Evans yeah. and him have that really nice connection. I think he, he has something going there with Tampa Bay with Russell Wilson. There's really not a lot of spots. I see him thriving. Maybe the Steelers, <laughs> I don't, they don't really have the money for it, but like the Steelers are in the, in the market for a quarterback, right? So maybe they look at him. Yeah. And Russell Wilson is definitely intriguing. And, and I, I think you're spot on Michelle. And if you look and based on what you do there at NFL.com, like looking deeper into Russell Wilson season, it wasn't really that bad. Like he didn't have a lot of help. Let's keep that in mind. I mean, yeah. this offensive line underachieved the running game disappeared who was healthy at receiver consistently, just Cortland Sutton pretty much that he could count on, right? There was nobody else. Like Greg Dolchitz And Sutton and him connected on insane passes this year. Like yeah. they had some really highlight plays and then Jerry Judy stinks and everyone else stinks and they refused to put Marvin Mims on the field. So really yeah, he yeah. had no weapons besides Sutton. 
Yeah, so I I think Russell Wilson gets a bad rap, and partly he doesn't help himself with the personality yes. <laughs> that some people don't like. So that, I mean, Baker Mayfield, I think, is way more likable with his commercials and his whatever. So I think that's also coming into play. And you're right, the price tag, I mean, the expectations, when you give up that much for a quarterback and pay that quarterback that much, he's got to play near the top of the league level, not as a guy that was a reclamation project and did well. So yeah, Russell Wilson's going to be hard to move. Another team I could see is the Commanders. He's from Virginia, so could they flip that to, and say, look, Commanders, you need a new quarterback. Their new owner is willing to spend. So we'll see yeah, if that they plays have a out. Pick that seems like yeah, meh. yeah. So, I yeah. just take a quarterback there. Yeah, so that's the problem, right? Some of these teams that have the money and can spend also have high draft capital. So it's going to be hard to flip them. Maybe you need to convince a team that they're really desperate for a quarterback that is not going to get one here late in the round. And again, the Steelers would be a good fit, but you're right. The money is just, oof, that's going to be too much. And they're not going to be a team that wants to give up all the draft capital. They'll want something back in return to get it done. So a lot of things to watch with Russell Wilson. It, it just may be hard to leave Denver in the end. So something to look at. Now, Baker Mayfield, is there any other place that you'd be okay with Baker Mayfield? I, I thought about Atlanta. He might as well just show up in another team in the NFC South. He's already <laughs> played for two. Eventually, he'll get his way to the Saints. But I, I could see him also being a fit in Atlanta, too. I, I don't know if that's the best option, but it really depends on who the coaches and coordinators in the end. I would actually really like him with Pittsburgh, but it's just because I'm a big yeah. Baker fan. Uh, yeah. I, I named my dog Baker Mayfield, or I didn't name him Baker Mayfield, but I named him Baker after Baker Mayfield, and I would love to get a jersey, a Steelers jersey uh, for my dog. That'd be great with Baker on the back. But I, I, I do think that would be a pretty nice fit for him as well, depending on what OC they bring in. But again, I think Tampa Bay, as long as Mike Evans stays there, I keep saying with Mike Evans, I guess Mike Evans yeah. is a free agent as well. Hey, the Steelers should bring in Mike Evans <laughs> and Baker. And I do think that would be nice. I don't know if Baker is ever a quarterback to, that can win you a Super Bowl, but I do know he's a huge upgrade over uh, Kenny Pickett. So I, I would take it. He could win a playoff game, and that's what you're looking for yeah. <laughs> if you're Steelers, right? I mean, that's the big talk with Mike Tomlin, not being able to win a playoff game in a few years. So something to look at. But the one thing I'll mention about the Bucks, last thing here, is the Bucks have a lot of money. So they can franchise tag Mike Evans. They can pay Baker. They can bring back some of the other guys that they need to have on this team. Not a lot of offensive free agency issues either. So they can bring back this offense. If Dave Canales is there, like, they can bring everyone back. Chris Godwin is under the deal. They've got Russell Gage. Maybe they're the team that trades for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Who knows? Like maybe, maybe they see. Team. I mean, Baker and Russell, uh, they yeah. I feel like their playstyles are pretty similar. I know Wilson was yeah. more mobile early on in his career, much more than Baker. But like at this point in their careers, I feel like they're pretty similar quarterbacks. And maybe if they think Russell Wilson can be can have that higher ceiling that Baker doesn't. Uh, possibly maybe they're the team that trades for him. I do feel like that'd be silly to pay that much more for basically the same player, but teams do crazier things. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Eh? We're going to play this quarterback game again. We thought it was crazy with Wilson and Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers and all these things that happened, even lesser degree, Derek Carr, but it's going to be very interesting this off season. So I, I just want to see if Baker can at, at least complete playing for all the <laughs> NFC South teams or all the AFC North teams that has to happen. So one of the things has to happen in sometime in his career, but 
anyway, this is a good show. I liked it. So we'll break down the games finally. We'll break, do them. We have the AFC Championship game, Chiefs-Ravens, NFC Championship game, Lions-49ers. Those are on deck. We'll devote an entire show to each game. We'll look at the FanDuel lineups. We'll look at the prize picks, all that good stuff. So stay tuned for that. For this edition of Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Maju. Bye, y'all.